Hi, I'm Adrienne Schneer, Advancement Coach and Strategist, Lawyer and Professor, and you're listening to the Advancement Spot Podcast, the podcast all about academic and professional skills, strategy, and mindset to help you make big moves to achieve a life beyond your wildest dreams. If you're looking to accomplish more and take your next steps with supportive and experience-informed strategies, look no further. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Advancement Thought Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Schneer, and I'm so grateful that you've taken time out of your busy day to spend some here with me. Today, what I want to talk about is the stories that we tell ourselves. We have been working in the Success Society on the upper limit problem, which is a concept that is introduced to us by Gay Hendricks in The Big Leap. And one of the things that we have been talking about this week and last week, actually, is that the upper limit is a construct of assumptions that we place on ourselves of assumptions that we have absorbed over the course of our lives, beginning in our young childhood, based on what stories we're hearing from other people, what stories people are telling us about us, what we believe about ourselves, what truths we believe about ourselves, what we believe to be true, what we believe to be fact. And it's only when we really pull away the curtain that we can see that much of this is totally constructed. It's artificial. It's not real. And it's been holding us back. So one of the ways that this played out for one of our members is in a way that she was coming out of breaks and rest. And I'm going to tell you a bit about that story in a minute, but I want to set the stage for you because the purpose of my telling you this story is that we have to be really careful about the stories that we tell ourselves and about the expectations that we have of ourselves as they are informed by other people's expectations or opinions. So, One of our members brought this problem that they were having to the Success Society, which is our Tuesday coaching call where we deal with everything except the application and we deal with everything in a way that helps us move forward on all of our professional and academic success and performance. And one of the things that one of our members brought to us was that she was feeling really down on herself for taking breaks. And she was talking to me and the group and everybody who came to that session of the Success Society on that Tuesday. She came and she said, I am having a lot of difficulty with productivity. I sit down to get my work done and I realize that, you know, I want a break. And what ends up happening is that you know, I take time away as a break. And then what happens is that I need to bring myself back and I'm having a lot of trouble bringing myself back. So I implemented a reward system. Now, of course, that goes ding, ding, ding in my brain because when there's a reward system, there's also a punishment system, right? By just by having a reward system that innately and subconsciously means that we are doing something that effectively punishes ourselves whether it's, 
you know, that we do something we don't want to do, you know, like 10 push-ups or something like that, or whether it's that, you know, we simply just don't get the reward. We are creating this juxtaposition for ourselves where if we are not getting a reward, then we must be failing. And that's not true. And so I prodded as I do, and I asked more questions as I do. And I, we began to unpack what was really happening with, with this member. And I said to her, okay, well, what is, what's going on? She said, well, you know, I'm having a lot of difficulty, you know, taking breaks. I said, okay, what is going on here that you're taking so many breaks? Is this breaks or is this actual rest that you need? And she said, well, you know what? That's an interesting concept that a break is different than rest. She said, it's so interesting that you say that a break is different than rest. And we talked about this for a while because rest can mean that your body actually physically needs rest. But a break is that you need a break from what it is that you're doing. And you can be doing something else productive during that time. So you can go for a walk, you can go get a coffee, you can meet a friend for a coffee or for lunch. Really a break is giving yourself that ability to think about something different and doing and doing it and enjoying it and still being productive in some way in your life in the process versus rest, which is, okay, maybe you do need some extra sleep tonight. Maybe you did need a sleep in day. Maybe you did need a nap in the afternoon today, depending on what's going on. Now, I use naps very sparingly, if at all, because typically we feel worse after naps than better, and there's science behind why that is. And so it may be that you need rest, but let's talk about why you may need rest. So I asked some more questions, and I said, why did you need the break or the rest in the first place? And our member just sat back for a second, and she thought, and she said, you know what? I was having a lot of pain that day. And this is something that I didn't know about this member. She said, she told me that she has chronic pain and she has flare-ups and I didn't know that. And I don't need to know the medical histories of everybody, but you know, when our members are ready to disclose their circumstances, it sure helps in how I coach because, and how we work through issues that they're having because context and circumstances matter. I can't just make assumptions about, you know, each individual circumstances and forget about, you know, how they feel on a day-to-day basis and what medical issues they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So this was a really important conversation that we were having. And medical issues, whether it's physical pain or any other kind of pain, it's really important to deal with and it's really important that that I'm aware of what our members are going through because we also have to be able to come out of that pain or flare up or whatever the issue is, we have to come out of that productively still. So it's really important that I get to know each of our members. And this is, of course, why we start every single member off with a strategy call with me. That's your first call in order to really start to get to know each other from day one. And your strategy calls are with me. So I really do get to know you. And this is so important for the rest of our time together because we're building our foundation. So we were talking a little bit and I asked a few more questions and members only have to share as much as they're comfortable sharing. And so I said, okay, tell me a bit more about these flare-ups. Tell me a bit more about this pain. So it turned out that this pain is distracting. Totally understandably, 
And I can relate. I've had, you know, we've people, including myself, have pain. I've had pain because of my ankle, my broken ankle, which if you've listened to the last few podcast episodes in the last few months, you would you would know more about that. And on some days, it was really tough to be productive and to be productive happily. So I understood. And so I said to our member, I said, okay, when does this pain happen? We talked about some patterns with the pain, about the flare-ups. We talked about whether these flare-ups are predictable in any way. We talked about whether they're being treated for these flare-ups. And ultimately, this realization that our member had was huge. This realization was not, I need a reward and punishment system in order to make myself work. The realization was, I needed to stop working because I was having such intense pain that I couldn't focus. But then what happened after our members stopped being, you know, quote unquote productive, they stopped doing the work, they then spent you know, sometimes, you know, they would have to take real rest breaks. They would have to take other breaks, like maybe go for walks in order to to help themselves recover. And what they said was they had then spent so long away from the actual work, they got sidetracked for a number of days that they thought something was wrong with them, that they needed to then implement a reward system in order to, in order to really get back to it. But that's not what was happening at all. What was happening was totally, and you don't need me to tell you it's legitimate, but totally legitimate pain. And pain is legitimate. Anybody who's had pain, you know, understands that pain, especially that you can't see, is often met with doubt and is often met with, you know, comments like, oh, you're imagining it, or, you know, we don't see anything on this x ray, so there must not be any pain. And so it's really important that we acknowledge the pain and we we deal with it. We deal with it in a really productive way. So once we made that realization, our member said, you know, it it was really helpful to understand that they had stopped working for a specific reason. And we talked about assumptions and an upper limit or a limiting belief that had been placed on them that they had adopted themselves from a young age, which was that their pain wasn't real just because other people couldn't see it. And so they had to push through. And this is really important when we're trying to be productive and when we're trying to, you know, build lives beyond our wildest dreams, we have to be able to trust ourselves and to trust that the steps that we're taking and trust that our ability to move through things like pain, we have to do that in a way that works for us. First, we have to become aware of it. We then have to become acutely aware that, our own perceptions of that pain may be socially constructed and that we then have to reframe how we're thinking about ourselves and our stories and our circumstances. And so once we had that conversation, our member just absolutely like her face totally changed because she felt heard. She felt understood and she felt back to her. She felt back to, she felt like she was back to who she was because her experience was validated and she could move on with the truth of what was happening, not with not with a purported truth of what was happening, but with the real truth of what was happening, which was she was having pain. She had to stop working. And then what was missing, and this was the piece that we were able to move forward with, that what was missing was a framework that she could then put into place that once her pain had subsided, once she had treated the pain, 
that she could then use this framework to get back into productivity without having to punish herself, without having to answer to other people for what they perceive her pain to be like. We didn't have to, We she no longer had to make excuses. She no longer had to push through because all of a sudden she understood that her pain was real and she had to deal with it. She had to get it treated. She had to do rest. She had to have rest. She had to do what she needs to do in order to, in order to help heal and help the pain subside. And then she could move forward with the work. And the really, as I said, important part here was what framework she was going to put together in order to get her back to being productive without guilt for having stopped working, without being hard on herself, without implementing a reward and punishment system. And so we left that day for her, we left her troubleshooting that. I said to her, here's your work for the week. You have to think through your flare-ups. You have to think through your reality of those flare-ups and how that happens for you, what causes you to stop working, what causes you to feel better. And then what you've got to do is identify how you can move through certain steps that will help you get back to being productive. And her answer to me was, okay, yeah, I'm totally going to do it. Can I have your advice for how to get started? And here's what I said. I said, no. And I'll tell you why. And I told her why during our session too. I said no, because I needed her to come up with a framework that works for her. Not that she was picking because I said so. This is a really important piece of our coaching together. Whether it's our group coaching sessions in the Success Society or Mastering Academic Applications or Mastering Test Prep, or whether it's one-on-one in our VIP program, we always have to find solutions that work for us. And I will absolutely help troubleshoot and I will absolutely help develop frameworks, but the frameworks that we develop, the strategies that we develop have to work for you. And so initially, of course, like I just said, I said no with the caveat that next week, which was today actually, at the time of recording this episode, I said next week, I will give you my thoughts after I hear your framework for how to move forward through pain to productivity. And she said, okay, because she knows how I work. Everybody in our community knows how I work and I make you think for yourself. I give you my thoughts, absolutely. I give you my opinions, my strategy. It's all yours, but you also have to think for yourself. And so this is just one example of of how we facilitated that in this circumstance. So we don't always wait a week to give you my thoughts. Sometimes we'll have a discussion, you'll provide your thoughts, and then I'll provide my thoughts immediately after. And then other members of the community will chime in too. And it's really awesome. But this is how it worked this time because I knew that she had a lot of thinking to do. And I didn't want to make any assumptions about her process or her pain. So we all left that week. Everybody else, of course, had their chance to share their updates. We did our mindset mindset study session. We left for the week and we came back today for our follow-up session. Of course, our sessions happen every Tuesday. So we came back again and I said, okay, I'm dying to learn your framework. What framework did you come up with? And she came up with a skeleton framework. Now it didn't have to be detailed, so it was totally fine what she came up with. It was really steps to understanding how to move through her pain back into her productivity. And 
what that looked like and what we talked about was it first started with understanding the difference, of course, between breaks and rest. And if you need a break or you need rest, you need to be able to give yourself that without the guilt. So take that break, take that rest, and make sure that you're doing it without the guilt, because that will allow you to come back fresh and not come back punishing yourself, trying to work at double speed, which is never going to work anyway. You'll have to redo that work that you just did anyway. So that was step one. Be okay with it. Validate your own feelings around needing to take a break or rest. You don't need to feel guilty for it. And then step two was personal to her. She did affirmations and we came up with some affirmations that helped her move through this part of her framework. And then one of the things that I added was going to get a drink, some water, coffee, tea, whatever, you know, whatever beverage, and I'm talking non-alcoholic here, would help her to feel hydrated, to feel like her. Something that she enjoys. Maybe, you know, you go to get a latte or you go to drink some matcha or you go and you, you know, something healthy, something that's, that is not going to make you feel worse and a snack that will help you feel good. So not eating crap and making sure that you are nourishing your body rather than, you know, just putting in stuff that might give you sort of short-term satisfaction rather than long-term gain. So that was something that I added to her framework. And then she moved through a few more steps and finally was able to get back to a place where she could sit down and pick up studying again. In this case, it was for her LSAT. And This was a really important lesson, not just for her, but for everybody else on the call, because what it allowed us to do was realize that it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take rest. We need to just be able to come back and be productive when we get back. And what that looks like for different people is different. So we each have to come up with our own frameworks for what it looks like to come back and not beat ourselves up. So how does this relate to our upper limit problem? How does it relate to the limits we place on ourselves? Well, one story that this member had been told her whole life and one story that she had adopted and had been telling herself, a story that she absorbed, was that her pain is something to push through. And I'm willing to bet that if we cared for ourselves through pain rather than pushing through it, then we would have a lot more success and performance in the short term, rather than pushing through it and making ourselves feel worse in the long term. There were also really important ideas around pain that this person had been told her whole life, like pain isn't, like her pain wasn't real, like it couldn't have been that bad. And this is really toxic. And it's really important for us to validate our own experiences. We, you know, growing up, We are exposed to so many different people's opinions and perspectives. And one of the most important things that we can do is also validate our own perspective, our own experience, and believe it to be true. We don't actually need other people to validate that our experience, for example, with pain is true. I mean, it helps if, for example, a medical team, if you need that, or an alternative healthcare team listens to you and hears you. But people who are not in a position to be giving you medical or alternative medical advice or to be treating you, 
unless they're being supportive, they're not really in a position to be telling you how to deal with your pain. And of course, that's different for different people and different people have different circumstances. But certainly if you're feeling pain, for example, and someone's telling you that that's not real, that's not really all that productive for anybody. So the upper limit is dictated and is formed and fostered and molded by other people's opinions of what is true, other people's perspectives of what is true, opinions and perspectives of what are tr- what is true or what may be true for us. And if we tell ourselves that our stories are what they are because somebody else said so, then you're living their life, not yours. You're living the life that they are setting out for you, even without intending it, and not yours. So here's my question to you. What are some limiting beliefs that are holding you back? What are some stories or narratives that you have told yourself or that people have told to you about your own circumstances that are holding you back? DM me and let me know what those are because I would love to help you figure out a way through them, a way to validate your own experiences and a way to make sure that you are succeeding and performing at your absolute peak in order to make sure that you are building a life beyond your wildest dreams. I look forward to hearing from you and thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Advancement Spot podcast. If you heard something today that helped you get one step closer to achieving the amazing life you want, and you'd like to learn more about working with me, I'd love to hop on a call with you to see how we can help you. So follow me on Instagram at applyyourselfglobal and send me an email at hello at applyyourselfglobal.com. I'd love to hear from you. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode, leave this episode a review, and share this episode with somebody you think needs a boost of inspiration and actionable tools to help them succeed. Thanks for joining me and see you next week.